You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And as you know, on this podcast, I love talking about the hot wife lifestyle, cuckold lifestyle, stag vixen lifestyle, and also a little bit of the interracial BBC lifestyle thrown in for good measure. Uh, My focus with this podcast is to separate fact from fiction and to just give you kind of a behind the curtain view of what really goes on by people who are actually living this lifestyle. Um, So what I have for you today is a couple that I've been talking to for a little while. Uh, I had the pleasure of of meeting them at the the last Splash event in Houston. Uh, So my pleasure to introduce you to Anna and her husband, C. Won't you guys say hello? Hello. Hey, guys. Well, thank you so much for, 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 for taking the time out. And just to let my, my listeners know, you guys do identify as a cuckold couple, right? Correct. Okay. So, uh, and I know this is bad form, but I have to do it for the interview. How old are you guys? We're 46, both of us. So, okay. So both of you. Okay. And how long have you known each other and how long have you been married? Well, we have been married 21 years and we dated six years before that. Oh, wow. So about 27 years. Okay. Okay. So my, my first question then is to you, C. What do you remember about the first time you ever saw her? Like the first time you laid eyes on her, like what comes to mind? Um, uh, it was actually a sledding date and uh, she looked great in snow pants. You said sledding, like not even snowboarding or skiing, like sledding. Okay, how old were you? Uh, what, like junior, seventeen. Yeah, in high school. You were sledding as a junior. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. <laughs> were you introduced by like a mutual friend or? Yeah, so it was a. It was basically a group of friends that mm-hmm. went, went sledding, and uh, that's how I first met her. And like I said, she looked great in puffy snow pants. So. <laughs> Was now, did it take her a while to notice you, or was there like chemistry right away? Um, I don't know. I mean, it was a really big group. Um, at, well, for me, it was probably not until college. Yeah, that's that's where we first met, and then we didn't start dating until college, like uh, I guess three mm-hmm. years later. Okay, so we really know each other a little better. This is a, an, another question uh, directed to C. Just the idea of her being with somebody or any woman that you were involved with being with somebody else, when did that first enter your consciousness? Like, was it something that you read, something that you saw, a situation that you found yourself in? Um, you know, that, that probably didn't happen until maybe after we were married for a couple of years and then you know, obviously she was gorgeous and beautiful and, um, you know, we used to go to a lot of beach vacations before kids and, you know, she'd be in little thongs and stuff and just, and just seeing her out there and other guys looking at her, it was just a huge turn on. So 
I think that's probably where it first started. So when you first felt it, you know, because I, you know, and I, and I always talk about this. As guys, we have friends and we've seen how jealous our friends can be. You know, somebody even looks at their girl and some guys are ready to fight and mm-hmm. get into arguments and, and, and things like that. Yet here you are in this public space and you know, your wife is, you know, scantily clad in, like you said, a thong bathing suit or something. And you see her getting attention. And for whatever reason, that's not bothering you. Did you ever question that about yourself? Like, why is that not bothering? Like, what's wrong with me? Because I'm sure most of the people that you know, if they were put in that situation, they would have a problem with it. But yeah. you didn't. Like, how did you, how did you come to grips with that part of yourself? Was it easy or? No, it was, hard, it was like, hard. Because I, you know, I mean, you, I internalized it for a long time. Um, you know, never really shared it with her. Um, and then. Yeah, you kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, you kind of felt like a weirdo a little bit. You know, why, you know, kind of like, why am I, you know, why am I like this? Why did I not, uh, you know, why am I okay with this? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had a great, we're, we still have a great marriage. And then, you know, eventually started talking to her about it. And that kind of started us along the path of, of sharing her. You, you, you said that you internalized it. How long, like if you can recall, like how long did it take you to work up the courage? Because first you had to accept it within yeah. yourself to stop beating yourself up about it. And then the next part is working up the courage to tell her about it. So it probably like, well, like 10 years, eight, 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 eight 10 eight, years. Nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight or 10 years, oh, probably eight years. And then we talked about it for probably two years before we actually um, started kind of getting dabbling in the lifestyle. So thought about it for eight, talked about it for two. What was your, cause I know you said you, you know, you met, I guess when you're in high school and you actually started, started dating in college for you see, how would you explain what your sexual history was prior to dating her? Like were you a, ladies man kind of guy were you kind of the quiet guy in the room like how would you describe what you were like sexually or with women how did you interact with women before you oh, started yeah it was uh <laughs> yeah she was um she was my first okay all right so anna i want to kind of shift it to you um so he says he remembers seeing you that first time you know you in puffy pants you know um <laughs> what do you remember about meeting C. Um, and be brutally honest. If you were like, I don't know, I, he, I, I barely paid attention to him. Well, <laughs> probably that one. I mean, he, he was like the new kid. I mean, he had moved halfway through high school. Um, so I thought of him as the new kid, but when we did go sledding, we had a great time. We went, we all went back to his house. They had hot chocolate waiting. It was a great, um, introduction um but we just weren't in the same circles in high school so mm-hmm. um i didn't really think anything else, anything else. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry <laughs> c <laughs> you know i'm I'm, distractions. I'm, I'm, I'm a hard-hitting journalist over here i'm digging for the truth yeah. you know um now you say college did y'all go to the same college hmm. 
No, I mean it was basically we were about an Clo- hour apart. Yeah, different different uh, colleges, about an hour apart from each other. Okay, but we had so- mutual friends, or I had, or I guess they were mutual friends yeah. of ours that went to his school. So I would go visit my girlfriend, and we would all hang out together because we all went to high school together. So that's how we hung out even more, got to know each other. Okay, now you said that she was your first. Was he your first? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so how would you describe what your sexual history was? In other words, what I'm getting at is what were your views on sex? Were you comfortable with it? Were you feeling awkward about it? Like, were you like, okay, if I'm going to fuck a guy, I've got to be in love with him? Like, where was your mind at as far as sex was concerned at the time you guys started dating? Well, I was raised in a very conservative family and um, sex was always, we didn't talk about it much and it was always, don't do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always had that guilt kind of in the back of my head um uh, and i would say too i was not confident i didn't have a lot of self-confidence at the time so um i I was curious uh but then i would have regrets afterwards and feel guilty so then it it was it was like you know yeah, like a vicious cycle of curiosity mm-hmm. and guilt. Unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, it, it's 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 unfortunate, but at the same time it's not uncommon. You know what I'm saying? Like I've talked yeah. to a, a number of people and uh, you know and hopefully that's something that we're changing. You know what I'm saying for the generation yes. that's coming after this, that they don't have to have that kind of self-imposed guilt and, 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 and all of those things surrounding it. So fast forward, you know, you guys are married and he's internalized all of this stuff. Like he's dealing with some things that you have no idea that he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then one day or one evening, he initiates this conversation with you about having these thoughts. Do you remember how you reacted that first time that he brought uh, it up to you? I, you I like, do. Oh, should I marry the crazy dude? Or like, where, where was your mind when he first brought it up to you? Um, well, knowing how he is just in general, how he internalizes a lot of things, not just, you know, having to do with sex or anything. I knew, um, I was grateful that he told me and I didn't want to mess that up. Um, I was very thankful that he opened up to me because I know it was hard for him to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't know how I was going to react. Um, yet <laughs> on the inside, um, I, I didn't, I didn't quite, I didn't understand it. And I had a lot of questions and I, then I started questioning myself, like, you know, you know, am I not pleasing him? Um, you know, why would he want me to play with somebody else? Um, I just, I had a lot of questions and so I, I, it was, I was struggling with that too. Mm -hmm. And he really couldn't answer those questions necessarily. He, I mean, he didn't know 
why he felt that way or, you know, why it turned him on. Um, so I couldn't get any <laughs> answers to that, those questions I had. So, okay. So he, you know, you take a long time processing this and you finally, and I'm, that had to be scary for you because you didn't know how she was going to take it. Oh, sure. hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that, that had to be a scary moment for you to be like, okay, I'm about to bear my soul to you. You know what I'm saying? And it, it takes a lot of, of trust in, in what you've built and feeling that she's going to listen. She's not going to judge. You know what I'm saying, and she's at least going to hear you out. Not even like you're not even thinking that she's going to agree to do it. You just want to kind of get it off your chest and 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 not have her, you know, file papers the next day. I guess. <laughs> uh, so what did what did it mean to you when she reacted the way that she did? Like, what did that do for your mental? That was great. I mean, it was a relief, you know, obviously to finally tell her, and then. Um yeah you know she i mean she accepted it she was supportive um i think she probably internalized her own stuff she didn't tell me any of that uh um, that she was nervous or anything like that but i mean it was kind of relief to get it off your chest and then uh and then we spent the next i guess couple years pretty much talking about it um you know in various forms and fantasizing about it Mm -hmm. uh, you know ups and downs but so i don't even know if you remember this but Again, a lot of the questions that I ask is just me being nosy. Um, do you remember what the sex was the night you got this off your chest and kind of unburdened yourself with that? I don't recall. I mean, we had. had I mean, we have always had a great sex life, so mm-hmm. that was never ne- never an issue. But I, I don't. I don't really remember that that for that night do you i, I don't know i don't know it was okay so you 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 have that first moment which is sharing it with her and then like you said you you know you spend the next few years uh you know kind of talking about it do you remember when you guys got to the point where it was like, okay, let's put some type of plan into action. Like how, how did, how did that come about? Um, so we ended up getting on, I think we tried, uh, uh like a lifestyle site. We tried, uh, I don't remember which one it was. Mm-mm. It was like adult friend finder or something like that. And we were browsing along in that for maybe a few months. And then we met a uh, couple and we ended up having, I think, family coming into town that we're going to be able to watch the kids. So we ended up scheduling like a meet and greet with them and basically did a, you know, met them at a hotel and then, or, you know, at a bar and ended up doing like a, you know, pretty soft swap type deal. And it was it was like one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're here. Let's just do this. And it was kind of a bad experience. Um, but that was, yeah, that was unfortunate. The, the first kind of dipping your toe in the lifestyle, but. Okay. So that, so that brings a question to mind then. Cause I, I know the first time that husbands 
share this desire with their wives. There, there's like one of three questions that the wives have internally first, or, or doubts, concerns. The first is, you know, does this man love me as much as he says he does? Because all your lives you're told that guys get jealous because they care. Like that's the, the sack of horse shit that is sold to excuse jealousy. Guys get jealous because they care. So the flip side to that is if a guy doesn't get jealous, does he care? So there's that doubt. Um, then there's the doubt of, um, is he doing this because he wants to play with other women? Like, is this him kind of setting me up so that he can kind of come behind and run that trick play and, and play with other women? And then the third thing that sometimes comes up is, are you, if, if this should ever happen, are you going to feel the same about me or are you going to see me as some type of whore? Because once you do it, you can't undo it. And so are you going to look at me the same way if this should ever happen? And so I, I, the reason why I bring that up is you said that your first experience was with another couple, not you mm -hmm. just watching her. So in other words, it involved not just her with another guy, but you with another woman. So Anna, I want to ask you, did that question about, okay, are you setting this up because you want to play with other women? Did that enter your mind at all? Sure. I mean, I always knew he loved me. I, that was never a question, but yes, I, that was internally. I was like, well, why does he want me to play with another guy and him playing with another woman? And what happens if she's better at it than I am? And is it going to change our dynamic, you know, how we are together? Um, yeah, I was really nervous. And I, and I feel like that first time I did it because I knew it would turn, he wanted to do it. I was open to trying it, but I don't think I wasn't all the way into it. Right. Like I, I, I wasn't ready. And I think that also made it not a good experience. Right. <laughs> um, Could you feel because, that? See? Could you feel that she was... Like that yeah, first time, I, mean, I think it was, was almost was forced. Hesitant. Yeah, because it was, was kind of almost forced. It was like we had this one, you know, weekend. You know, we hadn't been away in a long, you know, forever because of the kids. And uh, it's like, you know, we kind of like decided, hey, this is the weekend, and if we want to do it, let's just do it. And it was like the only couple we could kind of, you know, link up with at the time. And it's like we weren't either, neither one of us were really into them. It's just like, okay, let's just get this done. Done. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was kind of like a blah. Um, which is kind of, I think it's kind of set a bad tone to begin with, well, yes. but at the same time, you know, it was like, I kind of found out about myself during that, that I wasn't really into like being with another girl. I was more into just kind of watching her. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we did mm -hmm. the couples thing for a little bit and then, uh, it just kind of never really, we can never really find anybody compatible. It, and then it, it was, was really, it was, it was almost like. Um, you know, it, you'd, you'd be playing or in my, my position, I'd be playing with a, you know, the girl and I'd be like, oh man, I'm missing what's going on over there. Can we just finish this up and be done? <laughs> um, so yeah. kind of transition to just trying to find guys for her. Okay. So you, and it's funny that you, you say that, cause I've, I've often said that 
about husbands that kind of the husbands that find themselves in this, but they kind of walk through the door of swinging. And it's like they 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 think that they want this, and then when they have it, like you said, they're playing with this other woman, but their mind is on their wife. Like, oh shit, I'm missing that, or you know that that's hot. Like I I'd, I'd rather be watching that, and it's almost like you playing with this other woman almost feels more like a chore. Yes, you know, 100%. like I'd, I'd I'd rather not be doing this. I'd rather be giving all of my attention um, over here. So you said you kind of you kind of realized that and the, the the you guys playing with other couples thing, you know, didn't it didn't persist, you know, very long. So you kind of start to make the, the transition to uh you know, seeking out the single male thing. So the first time that you were able to successfully make that happen how did it feel like there's no longer another woman there to to kind of get your attention you know it's just you her and an, and another guy what did that feel like for you did it feel more natural no it was great yeah it was that it was like yeah for me it was perfect so even the first the first time out the box with a single guy was like much better yeah, than your first time that playing the, like that that one was the best like to, that was the best one we'd had Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point i mean it was very natural um just the, it was the way you know we we met out everybody clicked went back to a hotel and then yeah mm-hmm. we you know i watched her with him it was yeah it was amazing and then i and realized so- then too that i like to be watched <laughs> I, I honestly didn't really know that about myself at the time i mean i we had never really no. done anything like that before and then that kind of sparked something in me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where, that's where it all began. Right. Yeah. All right. Did it, did it also feel more comfortable because like you said, you didn't have to worry about, Oh, is she going to be better than me? Or is he paying more? Like you, like yes. all of that was completely gone. So yes. was it easier for you to kind of get into your own space then? Definitely. Definitely. And how much time, and I don't know if you noticed off the back, but how much time passed between your first time with a single guy and your second time? Like, was it like one time and you kind of talked about it and processed it and it, it took a while or was it like, okay, we like this, let's let's make it happen kind of as soon as we can? Yeah, I think it was a while. I mean, so it's, I mean, you know, we've been, in, we've been at it for, I mean, 12 plus years maybe. Yeah. Uh, but you know, kids in between that. So I, you know, I think we had that one, which was great. And at the time we lived in a really small town, so it was really hard to find people. Um, so we probably didn't and get away and get yeah. away. So we probably didn't have another one for, it was, it a, was while. a while because we moved a, yeah, also we moved. So and then had a baby. So it was probably a couple of years before mm-hmm. we had another, like before we kind of got back into it. So I think that was like the, the tail end of our first kind of swinging mm-hmm. or you know kind of experience lifestyle experience and then we took a big break because we um had a baby and then when we got back into it after that it was pretty much just all single guys after that yeah. or just you know mostly so like i kind of started this conversation out with i you know and from having you know spent time with you guys at splash like i said you you're a, you're a cuckold couple when did that transition 
begin? Like when did cuckold elements start to make their way into your dynamic and, and the way that you play and the way that you approach this? Like, had, had they already been there? Had you already explained to her what cuckolding was, or were you still kind of figuring it oh, out I know, yourself? I, I knew what that was at that point. Um, we done, I guess we messed, we did some stuff early on, like, even before we were, like, in the kind of lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, more her, like, I guess, spanking. like, yeah, spanking, BDSM type stuff. Uh, but, I mean, like, really limited. Um, we were both really... <laughs> We really didn't know much about anything. We were fighting your way in the dark. Trial and error. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> and I feel like at that time too, there wasn't the, I mean, we didn't have the internet so much to, mm-hmm. there was, it wasn't, it wasn't just, it wasn't out there. Right. So, just kind of you know, I think we also, you could. yeah. And I also think we kind of went through that. Are we just super freaks and Yes. Is this well, yeah, yeah. yeah. The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> but we all are. That's what's beautiful about it. We all exactly. are. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember. What, um, I guess when we kind of, you know, when we kind of got back into it, and she started playing just pretty much exclusively with uh, guys. Um. Yeah, I mean, we started. I guess watching. You know, I mean, looking at stuff online, and it was almost like a natural evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I can't. I can't really specifically say when we started, yeah. like introducing little bits. It just they kind of just happened. Um, whether it was more of the kind of just that kind of the female led kind of dynamic just kind of developed. I can't. I can't point to a specific part, no. but it just kind of just kind of happened. And I think it was me finding what I liked and experimenting because I hadn't really done a whole lot of that yeah. and find you know, and then getting the confidence mm-hmm. to act on it with him. And I mean, that was another thing that we love about our whole journey is we've had to learn to communicate with each other. We were not very good communicators at the beginning, obviously. And, um, and throughout this whole journey, we've had to learn to talk to each other about it, about how we feel and fantasies and what we're comfortable with. And, and I think that's, that's helped. Yeah. So when, who discovered chastity first? I think that was probably, I would guess probably me. And that was probably through, I'm sure some type of porn or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when he, when he, when he brought it up to you, was you, were you like, what the fuck? You want me to do what? Like lock it up. Like what if I want it? How am I supposed to get it if it's locked up? Exactly. (laughs) exactly no i mean it's funny i mean not well i mean sad and funny i guess but i mean really until like what like two years ago i guess is like there were like i mean until like we kind of found your podcast and uh, a couple other um uh, what's what's the girl's name the sexual alchemy girl oh Um, anya anya yeah Yeah. until we started like listening to those podcasts like maybe like a year or two ago yeah there was like no like actual non porn resources out there that we had ever seen about kind of uh, this lifestyle. So it was kind of trial and error. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, in the last couple of years, it's been like eye opening. You're like, oh, there's all, look at all these weirdos out there. That are like us. <laughs> I told you we're all weird, man. <laughs> we all go to the same summer camp. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
you know, and, and like I said, I, I bring that up because, you know, when I met you, obviously, I don't know your story yet. All I can see is how comfortable she is with it, you know, with it now and not just how comfortable she is with it, but how comfortable you are with it. And, you know, she's, you know, she's walking around wearing her key and, you know, you know, I've, I've seen you interact with, with other husbands and, you know, from all outward appearances, you're very comfortable having chastity as a part of your, you know, as a, as a, as a part of your dynamic. And, you know, and I, I said this to you guys before, but one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to have you on is to kind of dispel, you know, a particular myth that those on the outside uh, may have about this lifestyle, which is, you know, oh, well, the guys that want to be cucked, they're the guys, like, they have to do that to, 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 to keep their woman interested because they're not going to be, you know, uh, desirable or, or they, don't, they don't have the options that other guys do, so it's easy to go that route, you know, and you know, as I said before, I mean, you know, you're, you're a hunky dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure people would see him be like, what? He, lock, he locks it up. You know, you, you know, she's giving you the thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, if you left him alone in the bar by himself, he'd be all right. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, he'd, yeah, he'd be all right. So, <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's important to, 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 to break down those, you know, those stereotypes, like, one at a time. Like, no, there's you know, it's, it, it has nothing to do with that. I mean, it's, it's internal and it's what they feel. And like I said, we have no control over what turns us on. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question to you, Anna is okay. He, he brings it up to you and you have your initial reaction to the whole, you know, you know locking his dick up thing. Um, and maybe you did it cause almost like how you said you first started, you first got started because you knew it turned him on. Right. Right. And, Maybe when you first started locking him up, again, you find yourself doing it because it turned him on. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, when did it start to turn you on? Oh, gosh. Um, I actually, it didn't take very long. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's like he's very attentive to me when he is locked up. and. Um, He's, I mean, despite being, he has a love-hate relationship with it. He's happy. And, um, Can you explain that a little bit? I'm kind of curious when you say he's got a love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> oh, for me? Uh, yeah, for you. I, yeah, I mean. That's how we describe it. Yeah, it's love-hate. It's like uh, the idea of it's like super hot. And I actually, I wouldn't say I enjoy it, but it's it's really like the power dynamics cool. Uh, it's terribly uncomfortable i sleep like crap uh (laughs) the actual physical part is terrible but uh the mental aspect is really cool so even though it's okay like okay like the thing that just jumped out to me with what you said you said you know physically it's uncomfortable you sleep like crap why do you sleep in it like why not just take it off when you go to bed like what what makes you keep it on me yeah her I tell him, if you take it off, you get punished. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> because for me, that's what I get turned on, knowing that he's 
going about his day and he's thinking about me because he's uncomfortable, a little bit uncomfortable the whole day. So even him being uncomfortable in a roundabout sort of way, it's he's uncomfortable because of you. Yes. And I, that idea of that, the, the power, power I have or the control I have is a turn on for me. Mm -hmm. I have found. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say uh, for you, Anna, is like, what do you enjoy the most about being a hot wife, about being a cuckoldress? Like what's the, what, what's the, what part of it do you find the most gratifying? And it's not that the other parts aren't gratifying, but what part do you find the most gratifying? Oh gosh. Um, I would, you know, I, I think just my confidence knowing that I have an adoring husband that loves me. I have the stability of that. And yet I can go get my needs fulfilled by other men. Mm -hmm. And um, like, again, I'd like, I'm a, I'm a control freak. I just in general in my just personality. So that whole aspect of it, um, it just kind of makes me feel really good and turned on and yeah. And I see how turned on he is when I come home and tell him all about my date or, you know, or, or just having him watch too. It's, I love that we have this to share together mm -hmm. and do together and talk about and it definitely has brought us closer. Um, yeah. It's so one of, the, one of the things that I love about, about all of this is, like you just mentioned, the confidence. Yes. And like, I understand that it, it may start out as like this purely physical thing, like, oh, other men find me. You know, because when your husband tells you you're hot, it's not that you don't listen, but it's like your mom telling you you're handsome or pretty right. or smart. You know, it's like, okay, you're my mom. You're supposed to say that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but when you're getting it from outside, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you know, that, that, that resonates with us. And so I know that the confidence may begin there, but I've also seen that confidence, you know, kind of trickle down and affect other parts whether it's how you carry yourself at work or around your family or even with your kids or running your household, like you have confidence in yourself to, you know, to maybe try things that maybe you would have talked yourself out of and to do things and to set your mind to things. And, and so for you, see, I'm curious, what has it been like for you to see her to see how the, the, the confidence in her has kind of grown and, and blossomed. Like, what is that like watching from your perspective? No, it's awesome. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, the confidence aspect is super sexy, obviously. It's, you know, she totally dresses different than she used to. Um, you know, sexually, she's way more confident, tries all sorts of crazy things, which is awesome. Um, yeah, it's been, I mean, I mean, 
for us. I mean, it's like a, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. I mean, especially on the, just the, just the dressing thing alone. It's like, you know, she wears super short shorts to the, you know, grocery store. (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So you're you're out there, you're out there getting other husbands in trouble because they're, they're, they're trying to steal a glance and their wife is like, Throwing him the elbow. She gets, she gets a lot of she gets a lot of dirty looks from other women for sure. Now, do those dirty looks do they do they just like make you chuckle now? Like, you know, like oh, do you, yeah. are you I able just, to laugh them off? I just have you just have to laugh about that, you know. And I mean, that's the other thing too. We talk about it all the time. You almost wish when you even just friends like vanilla friends, and you just know you just want to share. <laughs> how much, how amazing it can be, mm-hmm. you know, it, just, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. And I definitely have learned to do that. It's, you know, still hard, but um, it, it, I don't know. It's just, you almost just wish you could just spread it to everybody. Like if everybody could feel this, we'd be much happier. <laughs> the world would be a better place. 100%. <laughs> But yeah, I just have to laugh it off when I get those looks because I don't even actually, I, I honestly don't even pay attention to them anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, oh, did you see that? She just look, And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> now, now, now I got to remember this point in the conversation because I got to go back and edit it out because you said his name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. See, you win the bet. I, I, you, you won that. No, I'm just messing with you. Um, so for you, C, uh, what would you say is the best part? Like, what do you, what part of all this do you find the most gratifying? Um, for me, it's really just, um, I mean, just seeing how like happy she is, um, you know, how much fun we have together. I mean, even, even if we just go out and, you know, we go grab a couple of drinks. It's just the kind of intimacy that we have. Um, and we, I mean, we've always been super close. We've always had a great marriage, but I mean, really in the last, like, I don't know, four or five years, kind of, since we kind of, kind of really started getting into this, mm-hmm. it's just been, we're like way closer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, kind of like our dirty little secret that nobody else knows. Yeah. And it's Yeah. It's, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I'm always curious about, because you know, I I know that you guys have a vanilla life, you know, out out outside of this, and so one of the things that's always interesting is when you're around your vanilla friends, especially those friends that that are married, even if it's you know brother-in-law, sister-in-law, you know, just being with people who aren't in the lifestyle, and you, you notice oftentimes with a lot of these, you know, people that are married, they're like, they're not very affectionate with each other, you know, especially if they've been married for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And what winds up happening is you become that friend, that family member where people are like, you guys act like you're still dating. Well, get a room. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you ever find yourself getting those kind of comments from your vanilla friends, from your family because of the communication and the bond and the fact that like, I always see him slapping your ass and like, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're affectionate with each other yes. and you, you kind of see how that's almost missing 
You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. other people like, do you get those kind of comments from your vanilla friends? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we get the comments, but I mean, it's it, there's definitely. I mean, we can see it with some of our friends where you know you'd be hanging around and it's like, God, they're so miserable, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like i mean you can just tell it's just com like completely sexless there's no there's no intimacy and no it's affection. no affection and it's just like i mean it's sad and it's just you you know and you know if this you know obviously this, this lifestyle is not mainstream and you know god forbid you know somebody finds out and then they you know they're super judgmental about it but it, it's still mm -hmm. like, you wish you could almost like share some of like a little piece of it and you're like hey you know, you may want to just try a little bit of this because, mm -hmm. man, it's, I mean, well, it's not a magic, it's not, it's not magic and you have to have a great relationship for it to work. But man, I mean, some people really need just the kind of little, I don't know, jumpstart or something mm -hmm. to get them back on track. Cause yeah, I mean, we have a lot of friends that it's just like, oh God, it's just miserable. Yeah. How much, when, when you see those situations, how much does it make you appreciate each other and appreciate oh, what uh -huh. you have? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. You know, thankful every day that we have the relationship we have. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's yeah. It's it hasn't. It's it, we've had to work at it. Oh, for sure. It's definitely not been easy, but we've had our ups and downs. Worth it. But it's yeah. yeah. But it it's definitely worth every everything. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, we do. We have had. I've had some family members ask like, "What's the secret?" What the, why you guys still like each other? <laughs> you, married, you know, twenty one years, you still like each other. I'm like, yeah. So there's you, no secret. Yeah, you got to sign this non disclosure. Actually, there is. A, actually, there is a secret. <laughs> there is a secret. But... There is a secret. You just can't tell them what the secret is. Exactly. You have exactly. to say that there's no secret. You know, but yeah. if you could have that moment where you could be honest, it's like he's turned on when I fuck other guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, like that 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 adds a spicy kind of sauce to everything. Right. <laughs> it changes your perspective on things, you know. But no, it's 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 like you know, for me, you know, being that I I talk to so many people and I see so many you know, uh dynamics and and relationships and you know, when you're all together, it's very evident like everybody is is like that, but I know when you go back, you know, to your own world, to your own circle of friends, that for most couples, you don't know anybody else like you, like not in your circle of people, you know what I'm saying? So like you said, you're that one that people are asking, how do you guys do it? How do you keep the passion alive? Like you said, you, you still like each other because you're around these people who, it's almost like they're just tolerating each other. Like they're just kind of going through the motions and it's like, like, damn, does your wife still turn you on? Or like, do you even enjoy being around your husband? Because mm -hmm. so often when, when you see them, it's like, they're just friends. Right. Roommates. <laughs> right. And and I'm, I'm sure, you know, matter of fact, I, I'd be willing to bet that at this point in your journey, you can't even fathom what it would be like to not have that passion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. to, to not have that spark, to not have oh, that right. heat that 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 energy um so now let me go to the to the flip side and i'll start with you anna um what would you say is the hardest part about being a, a hot wife or you know a, a cuckoldress like what part what a part about it frustrates you but it, it, but you understand that you know what it, it comes with this 
mm-hmm. but I wish this thing was different. I think for me uh, that I don't, I, I can't just talk freely about it. I always, you know, I, I always feel, I mean, there are a couple women that I've met a few women through this, through the lifestyle that I've met that it is like a breath of fresh air when I can get together with them and just be me, like mm-hmm. all of me. I don't have to be careful what I'm saying or not saying or, um, so I think that that would be, that's like a hard part for me. I like to be myself. I, I hate feeling like I have to hold back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think that's the most frustrating for me. And how about same question to you, see what's what's the part about, you know, being, you know, being a cuck, being being someone who has a hot wife, maneuvering through this lifestyle that makes you say, I wish that part was different. Like I wish this didn't come with the territory, but I understand that it does, so I have to deal with it, but I wish that was different. Yeah, I mean I, I think almost similar. It's um you know, unless you're Unless you're talking to another a couple, I mean, even a, not even a lifestyle couple, but it's usually like someone that's in the hot wife couple relationship or, you know, dynamic, um, you almost, there's a stigma that's attached to it. So you can't really talk about it unless you're with other people that are into it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause mm-hmm. I mean, we still have lifestyle friends that are, you know, like regular swinger friends. Right. And, I mean, they, yeah, we don't talk to them about it at all. Um, I mean, not that they, I don't think they'd be judgy because they're they're pretty. Well, I mean, they're pretty. The husbands people. have a hard time wrapping their head around the right. fact that you exactly. don't play. Right. <laughs> like they they can't understand that part of it. Right. Like it seems very lopsided to them. Right. And unfair, you know. You know what I'm saying to 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 them. So, you know, I I I definitely get that. Uh, you guys mentioned earlier. You know, obviously, every couple that I have on here. Uh, talks about communication and 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 how important it is so in your own words how would you describe the communication that exists within what you have like how has that communication helped you not only in this lifestyle but just just in your you know being parents and being together for so long how has that communication helped you gosh uh, I mean, just from our, my perspective, I mean, it's been, I, I mean, the communication that we have is like 100% open. It's, uh, I mean, we haven't, uh, there's really no secrets like that I can even think of. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, it's just, we're really super, super open and, um, yeah, I mean, we're, whereas, like, I think earlier in, in our marriage, we kind of, inter- or at least I internalized a lot. I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. If there's, you know, we just talk about everything now, mm-hmm. uh, which I think that really is the only way that, that this works anyway. So mm-hmm. to, to communicate openly. Right, right. Can you imagine, like, I mean, and you probably can because you guys have been doing it for so long. Like, you can't even imagine not communicating. No. Yeah. Right. The, the, the way that you do and the way that you are. Well, and I feel too, like, you know, everybody has their, like we said, up and ups and downs. And I feel like if C and I are not on the same, <laughs> are connected, I, um, I have a hard time going out 
and being with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the communication, we have to be communicating and for me to feel like everything's okay. I can do this. He's okay with it. Um, you know, I think of, of CNI as, as a team really. And if we're not, you know, cohesive and communicating, then it just doesn't work. So I always told him, you know, if, if, if we're not good, then we're not doing anything. <laughs> I, I have to feel like we're good before anything else happens outside of us. No, and it, it like I said, because, you know, couples come on all the time and that's kind of like a buzzword or a buzz phrase where, you know, uh, people always talk about, you know, not just important, but vital, you know, good communication is to this. And, and, and not just when talking about lifestyle stuff, but it's often said that, you know, if you can talk to your partner about this, you can talk to them about anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it makes communicating about the regular day-to-day -day stuff and maybe stuff that other couples may struggle with, you know, communicating about whether it's kid stuff or life stuff or even, you know, health stuff or, or, or what have you, that once you've kind of broken down the barriers and been able to communicate with each other about these things, that it actually makes talking about that stuff easier. And so it gives you this kind of broad swath of just, oh, we can talk about anything. Mm -hmm. Saying like, once you overcome that hurdle of like, like for you, see, having that first conversation with her and having her not just be receptive to it, but like you said, not judging you, not making you feel like shit for bringing it up, mm -hmm. you know, that that then gives you confidence to, to talk to her about anything because you know that she's always going to listen as opposed to just giving you attitude back. I'm saying, yeah, or absolutely. flying off the handle. Like you notice, you know, at the end of the day, even if she doesn't agree with it, I, I know that she's going to listen to me and, and hear me out and, and let me say what's on my mind or, you know, or, or, you know, or in my heart. Um, but that kind of takes me to the, the, the thing that I, I want to ask you next is those moments when she does play and, you know, and, and you're, you're, you're present and you're watching her with, with, with someone else. What is it about those moments that like, what speaks to you in those moments? Like, what are you feeling in those moments because there are guys listening to this right now who they haven't done it yet they fantasize about doing it you know they they hope that they'll do it someday but you've actually been in those situations so what is it like for you to be sitting there watching the woman that you love the woman that you first saw in those puffy you know uh, snow pants you know the mother of your children in the arms of another man, legs spread, balls deep, what another guy, like what, what is that like for you? How do you process everything that's going on in, in those moments? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's hard. It's, I mean, it's hard to, hard to explain, but it's, um, 
And I kind of, I always joke around that she's like my, you know, my favorite porn star. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I mean, she's amazing. She's gorgeous, obviously. Um, just watching her in action is, is amazing. Um, you know, the sound she makes, the, you know, yeah, it's better than any Pornhub video that you can imagine. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to explain, but it's, uh, I mean, it's just amazing to watch. Um, you know, and you, and you know, she's feeling good. So you kind of feel good. I mean, you're feeling good that she's feeling good. Um, you know, it's, you know, that she's deriving so much pleasure from it and it's just, yeah, it's awesome. And, and how about you, Anna? Like, what is it like? And even in the beginning, like, was there ever a time that you felt like, okay, I can't show how much I'm really enjoying this because I don't want to make him feel bad. Like, did you ever, was that ever a part of your thinking or were you able to just get into it from the very first time? Um, maybe at the beginning, uh, I didn't really know how I was supposed to, if I was supposed to like it that much. And like, I didn't know, you know, our communication was still... <laughs> we were still working on it. So I didn't know right. if, if I looked like I was really enjoying it, how he would be afterwards, you know, would it, would he, you know, would it hurt his feelings or, you know, she doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, that didn't last very long. I think I got over that pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and afterwards, so, I mean, like before we got into, you know, the, the locking him up and all that, man, I mean, well, even still, like when we get home and it's just the two of us, it's like it ignited something in between us mm -hmm. um, that, I mean, it's like a wave that we ride for like a week afterwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just, we can't get enough of each other, yeah. right? <laughs> that's awesome for sure yeah so i i know that it's different with 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 different couples but I, so i'll ask you is 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 humiliation a part of your dynamic at all yes okay so my next question because I, I i know that for a lot of wives who are dipping their feet in the the, the cuckold pool for the husbands that enjoy that, that's one of the hardest things that they struggle with mm -hmm. is understanding because it, initially it feels like you're being mean. And it's like, how can I be mean to the love of my life, my soulmate, the father of my kids? Like, how can I? So knowing that there are women out there who struggle with that still, what was it that helped you kind of connect the dots and and be able to do it without saddling yourself with that guilt that mm -hmm. feeling like you're doing something wrong like would help you understand that okay he likes this so ultimately i'm making him feel good how did you work that out in your mind well i would i would say you know afterwards we always talk about it you know did i go too far are you okay? <laughs> Cause I, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where you just kind of ride it and then talk about it 
and you know, okay, well, I didn't like that, or that was a little too much, or or I want more of that, or you can go, you know, even more. And it, that you're right, that was um, that was a hard thing for me to to get over at first. I always felt like I like I was being mean, and mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, he would constantly would just tell me that really turns me on, and I'm still working on it. I'm you know, but we also have found some good yeah. online blogs, I guess, or mm-hmm. um, that have helped me kind of go, it kind of explains more of why men like that. Right. Um, and just different ideas. Um, mm-hmm. And that really helped me too. Well, I know like one of the things that I've learned uh, from talking to people is that I guess the humiliation can fall in, in into like one of two categories. Like you have the truth based, which is, you know, he's bigger than you. Okay. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not me necessarily trying to humiliate you. Like, like that's a fact, you know, he's hitting spots that you can't. Okay. That that's a fact. That's, that's fact based. And then you have the other side, which is, you know, oh, he's a better man than you. Well, that's subjective. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's not necessarily rooted in fact. And it, it might not even be true. It might be something that he enjoys hearing in the moment. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's true. Um, and, and, and so do you find that one is one type is easier to lean into than the other? Or do you avoid the other? Like, of, of those two, which side would you say you inhabit more like the fact-based stuff or like the the stuff that sounds hot and fantasy type stuff i think for me probably the fact-based stuff is easier um that's what i tend to do at first Mm -hmm. um the the fantasy stuff i have to i'm working on But yeah, I would say the fact stuff is definitely what I tend to do more, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Okay. So, and, and like, was it for you, C, was it difficult to, because I guess like to the outside, everything about cuckolding is weird, right? Yeah, 100%. But when you're in it, it starts to feel normal, but there's still certain parts where you're like, damn, even that's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's a little, that's a little heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like the Cajun, yeah, that's cool. But her saying this and that and that. So, so like, was it difficult for you to kind of accept the fact that, hey, whether I like it or not, this humiliation aspect turns me on? And I'd rather accept it and find a way to support her and encourage her to, you know, to incorporate it rather than kind of keeping it to myself. Like, how did you even come to grips with the fact that it was something that turned you on? Yeah. I mean, it's, oh yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's weird. I mean, it's, uh, (laughs) yeah, it it is, it's a, you know, I'll be the first to admit it's a, it's a, it's a super turn on. Um, and you know, for for the longest for many years you know with all this you know kind of stuff 
you beat yourself over the head. It's like, man, why can't I just be normal and just, you know, like normal things. Um, and you know, you tell yourself that enough and then, yeah, I mean, you feel bad about everything that you're into. Um, so it took me a long time to kind of just be like, you know what, this is what I'm into and that's the way it is. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've accepted, you know, all the, all the weird, all the weird crap we do now is like normal for us. So it's, uh, except embrace it. Yeah. It really just embrace it. Yeah. But yeah, it took, I mean, with all this stuff, it took, it took forever to kind of come to terms with, and you know, like, like, uh, Anna said, uh, <laughs> like, like she said, it's, um, it, you know, it, it, it took a long time. Um, and we did have ups and downs and, you know, there's, you know, times where you can look back and it's like, Oh man, we were idiots back then. <laughs> Why were we doing it like that? And, um, just a lot of lessons learned, but, um, yeah, I mean, at this point in our kind of, in our, in our relationship, it's like, there's really nothing that weird. Um, as long as it, you know, everyone consents and we both enjoy it. It's like, who cares what other people think? Yeah. No, that's, 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 that's awesome. And I, I know that that's going to help other people out there who are, you know, they're, they're, they're still trying to find their way. Um, so on that note, like I said, I always try to be, be mindful of the time. So before I let you guys get out of here, um, there are not, a, there are a lot of new people who are going to hear this and they're still trying to figure out, you know, can we do this? is this for us? You know, there are going to be a lot of wives who are dealing with all that societal baggage um, that comes with embracing your, your, your own sexuality and, and, and acknowledging what turns you on and what excites you. Uh, so Anna, I want to start with you. Knowing that you have women out there who are listening to this, who are unsure of themselves, who are doubting themselves, uh, what words of encouragement would you give to them? Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm putting you under the pressure. Yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> That's what um, I do. Gosh, words of encouragement. I, you know, just have an open mind. Um, you know, I always say I'll try something once and if I don't like it, I'm not going to, I won't do it again. Um, but more times than not, I found, I find something new about myself and I feel like relationships, um, whether it's, you know, a marriage, you know, friends, whatever they evolve. And I feel like it's important to try new things. And sometimes you have to just take that risk of telling your partner, you know, this, I, I'd like to try this or, you know, let's see if we're into this or I, I, this really turns me on. Can we try it? Um, and just, and be patient, mm -hmm. you know, the, you know, your, your partner might not be okay. Let's do it right away. It might take a little bit for them to kind of process it and work out some things internally with themselves before they can actually do something, but I, I feel like, you know, to be open and to have patience are two key things that we have had to learn to do. Um, and it, when you do that, it pays off. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. Thank you. And for you, C, um, obviously, if a guy is listening to this, then he's having these thoughts. I mean, like, you're not just going to stumble across my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, but there are guys out there who are struggling with the idea of how do I tell her that I have these thoughts? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how do I, how do I bring this up to her? Um, so for the guys out there who are struggling with that aspect of it, what would your words of encouragement, words of wisdom, like, what would you tell those guys who are struggling with that? Like, how do I tell this woman that I'm having these thoughts? Um, I mean, at some point you, you just got to kind of take the plunge and, you know, be confident that you're in a relationship, uh, that you and your partner can accept all your, you know, crazy, uh, I guess, crazy fantasies. So, I mean, you got to start talking about it first. Um, and then once you start talking about it, I, I think the biggest lesson that I learned is you cannot be uh, pushy or you can't apply any pressure. Like once you talk about it, it's got to kind of just evolve. Like uh, you can't try to, you can't force it. Um, and, and we definitely made some mistakes early on, or I made some mistakes early on trying to force it. Like, Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And um, she was definitely not ready. Um, mm -hmm. So just be super patient. I mean, it took, I mean, it took us years. I mean, forever. I mean, now we've been doing it for 12 years and really it's only been like the last what, four years mm -hmm. or so, four or five years, I guess that it's been like awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. So it took forever, but just be super patient and, you know, just talk about everything. It's like, you know, this is a, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint, you know, it's a long <laughs> game. <laughs> and if, if I would piggyback, anything on, on what you just said and this is what i've heard from, from other husbands is trust the fact that this woman loves you, you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like like give her the opportunity to embrace you even if she even if it's not something that she decides to go into like trust the fact that she's not going to like be judgmental and make you feel bad for having these thoughts. Like I said, it doesn't mean she's going to do it, but at least have the conversation and, and trust in the, the, the love that you guys, that you have for each other. Um, but I want to, I want to thank you both for, you know, like I said, taking the time out of your night and, you know, letting me get all nosy um, <laughs> and, and everything. I know that I do want to have Anna back because there's something special that we're working on with you and, and some new friends that you made at the last blast that you guys went to. Yes. Um, but I know people are going to want to find you. So how can they find you? I know that you're on, on Twitter. How can people find you on Twitter? Uh, I'm also on OnlyFans. Yeah. So Twitter's uh, at BCS hot wife. And then. Uh, can you um, spell that out? Uh, so yeah, BCS HOT. W I F -E. no hyphens, underscores yeah. or crazy symbols or anything. No, yeah. Just straight across. Okay. Um, and yeah. And yeah, we, yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty good about responding on that. Yes. Um, so if anybody wants to hit her up there and then, yeah. Are you guys on like SLS or SDC or, or anything like that? No, we, we, we were on that a long time ago, but, uh, we found that we've, we've, have a large enough group now of, of friends that um, 
Yeah, we don't really need that anymore. It's uh, she seems to stay plenty busy without <laughs> without those. Well, when um, conversion club is up, you better be on there. But that's just another story for another day. Yeah. So, conversion. Yeah, conversion. Yeah. And I know, like you said, I know you mentioned that you do have an OnlyFans, but your now your link is on your uh, on your Twitter, yes, bio, right? So people yes. people will be able to find you, uh, find your OnlyFans on there. Yes. Okay. Well, like I said, I, I want to you know thank you both for you know for being up you know on here and and being honest. You know I mean, being vulnerable and and not just talking about the the great stuff and the exciting stuff, but also the stuff that you struggled with. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like that's the stuff that's really going to help, you know, the people out there who are struggling with stuff that, you know, themselves. Um, so thank you. Uh, before I let you get out of here, anything that you, either one of you guys want to say in closing? No, thanks for having us on. I, I would yes. just say, um, yeah, for everybody out there, um, you know, good luck. Uh, if you're, if you're trying to get into it, uh, just be patient. Um, you know, your podcast uh, helped us a ton yes. uh, when we found, when we literally stumbled upon it and uh, I just started sending it and I'm like, Hey, you got to start listening to this. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is like exactly what we've been looking for. Yes. Um, so uh, yeah, if, uh, if you haven't listened to all, uh, all the episodes, please, yes. please do so because it was super helpful for us, like crazy helpful. Um, so I would just, yeah, that's, that would be my parting words. I agree. Well, like I said, thank you. And like I said, I, I, I had the pleasure of, of hanging out with you guys in person. And, and you know, I, I think you guys are great. I think that you, you know, represent the lifestyle well. And, you know, you can kind of serve as a, you know, something for people to shoot for. Like, I like the fact that you are so honest about like, look, this road ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? It's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like, there will yeah. be things that you will struggle with. You will make mistakes. But if you stay at it, and if you keep each other the priority, mm-hmm. that there are, there are fun times and good things that o- await you uh, on the other side. Um, so before I let you guys get out of here, I just want to say uh, my own personal thank you, not just to you, but to all my listeners out there, um, especially my Patreon supporters, uh, because without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Um, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, like I always say, maybe this will be the episode that makes you say, you know what, we we like what that Michael C. guy is doing, um, and we'd like to, you know, help him out so that he can continue doing it. Um, but with that being said, thank you all. I am your host, Michael C. Uh, this has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Peace.